welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the how-to of creating conscious leadership for business, life and the world. With ordinary people doing extraordinary things and being truly in control of their own health, wealth and happiness. Knowledge plus action with a plan creates magical results. Introducing your host, Julie Hogbin, author, international speaker, mentor, disruptor, and creator of Conscious Leadership, and property investor living in the UK. Good morning, Julie Hogbin here from uh, the Conscious Leadership podcast, and just being me, sat here on a Monday morning, having not slept well at all last night, and I had this call in to do another live about sort of life after mum, really, Uh, and to share lots of what's been going on because I do truly believe it will, I have every fingers crossed, help somebody else, but the message is that I'm getting that it will help. So when mum died, uh, I had spent a lot of my previous, probably four or five years with mum, initially with mum and dad, and then with mum, um, giving, providing a quality of life that probably she wouldn't have had without dad on her own. And I say a quality of life, just giving her freedom, taking her out shopping, talking to her, you know, giving her company, um, whether she wanted it or not at times. <laughs> um, and I also know that it was not my company that mum wanted all of the time. Um, she was a real chatterbox. She loved company. She wanted to be out in the world. She wanted to see people. Uh, so I used to take her out a lot, even if it was down to the market, just to be be around people that were alive. Uh, and I'm also going to acknowledge, as I've just seen myself in the mirror, that I'm doing this absolutely barefaced, no makeup, because part of this is around, you know, who we are is who we are, who we be is who we be. We can be and we can put a mask on, we can create a different look, we can... Um, you know, mask our feelings, mask whoever we are with whatever it is we want to do. And sometimes just truth has to show. So I'm sitting here in my dressing gown in my bedroom just before I go off and do a whole bunch of work for the day. I've got my to-do list that's <clears throat> incredibly long. Morning, Sharon. Um, how are you today? Your migraines are gone. And I've just decided I'd love to interview you for my podcast, please. So we have a conversation around that. Um, so anyway, when mum died, um, and all, um, when something changes, <clears throat> when we lose something in our life or something <clears throat> leaves our life, a void is created. Now that void, and especially in my case, give me, gave me a huge amount of time back. So probably I'm trying to, I've tried to estimate this and I've not done it really well, but probably 50%, maybe even 60% of my week, of my day, of my time was spent with mum. Not regretting that. I have no, I have no regrets. Um, So, you know, I did it positively. I did it purposefully. I did it with focus. And of course, I've now got that time back. And because I have been grieving, I have not been, uh, what's the word, conscious enough to deliberately focus that time onto something. So what has kicked in is my unconscious. And my unconscious has kicked in, it's allowing me to grieve, it's keeping me busy, 
and it's giving me something to do. So what I've noticed over the last, I'm coming out of, I suppose, my first stages of grief. And what I've noticed is over the last few weeks, a reality moment's gone on. I've been getting a message. I'm like, what am I doing? I have been living a bit of a groundhog day. And I said that to somebody the other day and they didn't they didn't know what Groundhog Day was. So they'd obviously not seen the film or something. So for those of you that don't know what a Groundhog Day, it means that you find yourself doing things repeatedly that you've done before, nothing changes. So you do something, you've done it before, nothing changes. You go back, you do the same thing again. You do it over and over and over. Um, and as the misquoted Einstein quote is, the definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. So I sat there the other weekend at an event on the Friday. It was a three-day event. The whole of Friday was a hard sale, multi-sell. Um, and there was content. I mean, don't get me wrong, there was content. But basically, it was a multi-sale event. And I sat there and I thought, what on earth am I doing here? This is where I started in 2011 at the NAC when I bought all the programs I bought from trading to um, multi-level marketing to uh, property investing to walking on fire with Tony Robbins. And I thought, why am I here again? Got really angry on the Friday, really angry at myself for buying the ticket. Um, I'd bought a VIP ticket. I didn't feel I was getting much for the VIP. Oh, dear. I spoke to the organiser at the end of the Friday and said, what's the format of the two days? And they said, basically the same. Um, I had a conversation with them. Uh, they said, well, I'm giving content. And I thought, yeah, it's not what I was expecting. So anyway, and I'd booked a hotel, so I wasn't going to leave because I'm thinking the cost of it. <gasps> All those thoughts that go around your head. So anyway, I had a real good word with myself on the Friday evening. I went back in on the Saturday and Sunday and I thought, right, I'm here for a reason. I truly believe there are no coincidences. I'm here for a reason. What can I learn? So sat there for the next day, the two days, and thought, what am I going to learn? Learned a lot. I learned a lot from the audience. I learned a lot from the speakers. Um, it's all gone into my memory. It's new learning. I looked at the audience. I looked at what the audience need. Because some of you will know that my true belief is that if we can work with our unconscious, if we can change our beliefs, we can change our systems, whether we're a manager, whether we're a leader, whether we're a, um, a mother, a father, an aunt, an uncle, whatever it is we are, if we do not have the life we want, we can change it. And to change it, we have to work with ourselves internally. Now, I know that. I've done it. I've been doing it for a long time. I design principles. I design ways of working. I create them. I put them into my behaviours. They become my habit. They help me do things differently. They build my confidence. They build my behaviours. They build my habits. They build my patterns. You, and you can do it from language to inner beliefs to you, generational thinking. I believe in all this stuff. Now, I believe in it. A lot of other people don't believe they need it. So when I um, <clears throat> want to provide what I think I want to provide, people don't see the need and they will struggle and struggle and struggle doing the same thing, having the same battles, attempting to get over things that they don't even know they're getting over. <clears throat> so I'm redesigning, I'm going to say my offer to make it into something that people want. And this is for any of you that have studied marketing, know this is what we've got to do. We give people what they want and we provide them with what they need. Now, I'm going to give them exactly what they want 
and then enable them to get what they want by dealing with all the other stuff that goes on as well. And I got that from this three-day event <clears throat> that I got really angry with on the Friday. So did you know there are over 50 alternate method methods, income streams, whether it's your first, second or third income stream, there's over 50. I had never thought about that before. I know some of them, I didn't know all of them. So I'm gonna be packaging that up in a format one way or the other. So please follow me, follow me on Facebook, listen to my Conscious Leadership Podcast, wherever you do that, please listen to me. So that's one thing. So um, there are no coincidences, everything happened for a reason. So I've got all this void in my life with mum, or mum not being here anymore. Things have happened. Now, two things have happened. One was from the previous... Um, uh, live I did, podcast, well live at the time, it will go on the podcast, um, somebody saw my video, contacted me privately and said, you, you're, you're carrying trapped emotions, they're an energy reader, they're an energy healer and I'm like, oh, am I? What am I carrying? And Jill Alton, for those of you, some of you will know her, Jill Alton, it's, it's one of the things she does, so if you, you know, if you feel that Anything I'm saying is resonating with you, contact her. She may be able to help you. She asked for my permission to go in and work with my trapped emotions. I said, yes, of course you can. And some of the things that she um, identified was a, um, from my 50s was helplessness, terror. And there's me thinking, I'm not afraid of, I'm not afraid of anything. But I'm holding terror. I'm holding helplessness. Um, I was holding self-abuse from uh, at the age of 14. I know what that was, that's when I went AWOL, and I was holding rejection. So she's helped me work with that. Now, two things to this. She was the second person that had told me that I was feeling my overriding emotion was helplessness. Now, this is really interesting. Two people telling me I'm feeling helpless, I'm thinking I'm not a helpless individual. I've always been described as strong. Um, I've always been told I'm a strong person, I'm a strong woman, I come from a family of strong women. I'm thinking helpless anyway. I thought about it and I've realised I am feeling helpless because I don't know what to do with myself. So again, a void had opened up, helplessness had fled in. Something, okay, work on that, do something about that. So, two messages. So I have... I am now working on my trapped emotions. I'm working on the feeling of helplessness. It is fading fast because I've acknowledged it. I'm working with it. Now, the other thing that's happened. So again, co there's no coincidences. I'm coming to a point with all of this. I wear glasses for reading. I don't always need them. I, I have to wear them when I'm tired or when the light is dim. I have three pairs of glasses. <laughs> Because my eyesight hasn't changed much for years. I have three pairs of glasses. One's in my handbag, one's by my bed, one's in the office. I lost a pair. The case broke. I lost a pair. I can't seem to function with only two sets of glasses. So I book an eyesight, eyesight test. Now, Dad had, <clears throat> Dad had glycoma. Glycoma is awful. It takes your sight away. There is no repair to it. And you cannot get your sight back. Once it is gone, it's gone. But because our sight knows what it thinks it should see, the part of the sight that disappears, you lose, but your, your mind makes it up. So I'm looking at the camera. 
I know I'm looking at a screen. I know I've got a, um, I know I should be looking to the right for the, the camera. If I lose my sight and dad had lost his sight from sort of half his eye down, basically, and the other one had, a, had, had something else wrong with it. So dad had very little sight, but dad knew what should be below here, but he couldn't see it. But in his brain, he could. Now, when somebody directly above you, so one descendant, one generation down, has glycoma, glucoma, sorry, I keep saying it wrong, glucoma, you get free eye tests for life. If they find the issue before it becomes a problem, they can stop it. So because I'm dad's immediate generation down, it doesn't go to grandchildren, it's just immediate descendant. And because I'm dad's immediate one down, I get free eyesight. I'd lost the pair of glasses. I organised the eye vision. I've not had a test for over a year and a half. Things have got in the way. So I'm like, oh, this is really weird. Anyway, my eyesight's fine. I've ordered another set of glasses. I'm now going to have four sets of glasses so I can keep one downstairs as well. Anyway, um, so I've, I've had that. So, you know, nothing happens. There's no coincidences. Everything happens for a reason. So that was that. Now... I have filled the void. So I filled the void with attended events because I'm re-engaging. I want to meet people. I want to re-engage with the world. So I've, I've filled the void with attending events. I'm learning from every event I go to because I've, I've reopened myself. Apart from thinking, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I'm like, okay, what can I learn? Why am I here? What message am I to get? Messages from everything. Um... Now, the other thing I've done, some of you will resonate with this, and there's two reasons I'm telling you this. I've had a void. I have filled that void, part of that void, with eating and drinking. Thank you for that thumbs up. Please, if you're enjoying this, I say enjoying, if you're getting any messages from this, give me a thumbs up, give me a like, give me a love, whatever. Ask me any questions on this. I'll answer them all. So part of that void, I have filled with eating. I have filled it with drinking more alcohol than I should. And I'm recognising the Pareto principle, the great old 80-20 rule. Anybody else know that out there? Thumbs up if you do. We live our life. Our life is based around, it's come from an Italian economist. Thank you. It's um, an Italian economist. If you look in your wardrobe, you'll wear 20% uh, of your clothes, 80% of the time. You'll get 80% of your grief from 20% of the people you associate with. Um, and it just cuts across your whole life. So what have I realised? I've thought about it a little bit. I've realised it this morning. It's been coming in as a message over the last couple of weeks. I am 20% overweight. So of my whole 100% body weight, 20% of it, is causing me 80% of my grief. This is interesting. I've not said it like this before. It's just come to me. I've, I thought I'd do the Facebook Live. I'm going to share. This will help people. So I am 20% of my body weight overweight. What is that doing to me? So for anybody out there that is carrying um, too much weight. Now, I'm, I'm trying to be really careful of my words, but basically you're fat. <laughs> I'm trying to be really careful on how I say this, but basically we're fat. I'm fat. You're fat. It's not just the fat. Now, I'm 60 and this has just happened to me. Some of you may be younger than me. Please, please, please hear this lesson. The more weight you carry, the more weight you are putting on your joints. 
your knees, your ankles, your hips will be being damaged by the additional weight you are carrying, let alone what it's doing to your organs. Now, nothing happens for a, nothing happens without a reason. I'm working with somebody and I'm not going to go woo-woo. I'm endlessly practical, but I'm working on somebody. I do believe in generational thinking. I do believe in what's gone before comes down into the genes. I do believe I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what's out there. I don't know what's out there. And because I don't know what's out there, I will believe in alternate methods. So I'm working with somebody who's working with my unconscious, who's working with things that have gone before. I believe in stuff because nobody can prove me wrong, but nobody can prove me right. So I'll go with it, see what happens. My mother's mum has come to me. Mum's away doing her own thing. Mum's very happy. Mum's gone. I'm sad because mum's not here. But I'm not sad because mum's not here. I'm sad because I miss her. I'm sad because I can't talk to her. But mum is where mum wants to be. I know that. Gran has appeared, mum's mum. She's trying to tell me something. Various things have happened over the last few days. She's trying to tell me something. I don't know what it is she wants to tell me. My gran was a very religious woman. She went to church religiously. None of her family were religious. Now, I'm going to link that into something I heard this morning. So again, messages are messages. They come at you from all different angles. I've listened to Rob Moore this morning. He's done a private um, share for his supporters. I'm one of his supporters, £3.49 a month. It's fabulous, the, the value the guy is adding. Now, I follow Rob Moore because I'm into property, as he is into property, that's what he does. Um, he also does personal development, business development stuff. But he used a phrase this morning that I'd not heard, heard before, hurt people hurt. And I thought, wow, that was profound for me this morning. Something happened to me yesterday morning, I was hurting, I hurt somebody else, I know that. So I will deal with that today. But I was hurting through something they had done I didn't manage my behaviours. I didn't manage how I reacted to that very well. I hurt back. Didn't realise what I was doing at the time. I could have been kind, but I didn't. I hurt. So hurt people hurt. When we're hurting, are we kind? Kind is not a weakness. Kind is a strength. Strengths, when you're hurting, are really powerful. So think about what you're doing there. But hurt people hurt. Not only do we hurt externally when we're hurting, I've been hurting through mum dying, through dad dying, through my brother dying the year before, lots of death in my last five years on this planet of people really close to me, I've been hurting. With mum dying, I'm hurting with void. So what have I done? I've overeaten, overdrunk. I am hurting myself. I deliberately don't hurt other people. But where's the hurt turned inwards? So what does this mean? For me, what does this mean? And I really hope, I really hope and wish and believe that this message is for somebody out there. If you are hurting yourself, it is because you are hurt. Take from that what you may. may Think about what you're doing. Think about why you're doing it. And what I will say is you can repair the hurt. 
The hurt does not have to sit with you. The hurt does not have to live with you. The hurt does not have to do you any more damage. It can all be mended, repaired, dealt with. The void dim diminishes. The void is filled with constructive use of your time, whatever that is, whether that's an emotional void or a time void. Now, I'm saying this because I truly believe it, truly believe it. I'm doing it for myself. Now, I can give you all my connections. The person that I'm working with, I only met a little while ago. I know a few healers. I don't know why I didn't go to those healers. I met this person only a little while ago. We connect at a level that I've not connected with somebody for a long time. So again, not everybody fits everybody. They really don't. And that doesn't mean to say that everybody can't help everybody because they can. They can support everybody else. They can, they, yeah, they can support people. We can all support each other. And there's too little of that in the, this world. That's another rant I can go on. So I'm working with a healer. Now, I didn't know that till the other day. She only works with four people a month. I didn't know that. How am I one of those four? So there are no coincidences. You meet the people you meet for the reason you meet them. You're watching this live. You're listening to this podcast episode for a reason. On the podcast, there is a, an interview with a, um, a optometrist. I asked him about glaucoma. I asked him about eye issues. Listen to that when the podcast goes live. Listen to it. You will learn a lot. There's a reason for everything. That podcast is going to be about ordinary people doing extraordinary things in their own field. I am going to um, interview as many women as I can because women, we're underrepresented, underrepresented at the top levels. This is not a feminist rant. It's women believing in yourself, please. Um, if you're a woman and you want to be in a women's environment, follow me on Wealthwise Women. There's a page on Facebook. Follow me there just for women. I'm going to create a mastermind for women called the union. Um, there's a male, there's a male mastermind called the syndicate. They're doing fabulous things. I know they are. I know a lot of the people in it. I want to create one of those for women called the union. So please, you know, talk to me about that. It's not up and running yet. I want the right women in it for the right reasons, where we can all support each other um, doing miraculous things in our own businesses and for other people. Um, I was listening to a podcast this morning. I'm going to finish it off. I'm going to get on my exercise bike. So 20% of my overall weight <clears throat> is hurting. It's hurting my pre it's hurting my knees. Grandma had bad knees. Mum had bad knees. Grandma couldn't have her knees replaced. And I'm wondering if this is the message I'm getting from Granny. I'm wondering if this is why she's come back. Because um, I needed to be told it. Because I'm not. I'm. I might need her. I'm not doing anything about it myself. Um, and that's only been in the last two months. So Granny had bad knees. Back in Granny's day, she come through two world wars. Back in Granny's days, there was nothing like a knee replacement. Mum had bad knees. Mum had two knee replacements. Um, she only really lost her weight or slimmed down after Dad died. So uh, Mum's void was she stopped eating, basically, or she ate far less. She used to eat with Dad, and then, she, of course, she didn't. She lost a lot of weight. But the damage was done because she was carrying too much weight on her pressure points. So please, all of you out there that are overweight, you're carrying too much weight. Think about the long term damage it is doing to your body. The NHS is overstretched and overstrapped as it is. We have to take these messages. There's been messages around from the NHS, from, you know, from the medical boards. 
eat five fruits a day. I eat loads of fruit, loads of veg, but fruit has natural sugars. So be careful. Think about it. Natural sugars. Cancer feeds on sugar. Oh, I've learned a lot. So please think about what you're putting into your bodies. Put the good stuff in. Um, carry, look at what your optimum body weight is. Get yourself to that. Get yourself to some level of fitness. I'm completely unfit. I'm carrying 20% um, excess body weight. This is going. And this is going to go. Once I get tap into my unconscious, this is going to go quickly. I am going to change my thoughts, change my belief system on exercise and fitness and whether I like it or not, whether I enjoy it. It's all going to change because this is happening because I'm going to live to well over 100 and be fit and be healthy and look good, um, which I don't really at the minute. But I'm doing a Facebook Live looking like I look because there's a message in this for people. Now, I was listening to this podcast this morning. Uh, Rob Moore was interviewing um, Theo Pafitis off the Dragon's Den. And Theo said right at the beginning of the podcast, I listened to this one as well, because I'm sure it's going to be a good one. Rob's um, podcast is The Destructive Entrepreneur. Theo Pafitis said, I'm reading it, so I get it right. Lack of the belief, lack of the confidence, go get a job. And I thought, well, that's very true. And if you lack the belief, you can create a belief. If you lack the confidence, you can build the confidence. If you don't want to be in a job, you don't have to be. You can go out and control your own life. And that is one of the things that I'm going to be doing with these um, 50 um, alternate income streams. Because you can have a job, you can build an alternate income stream on the side. That alternate income stream can then become your full-time job if you want it to. Or it can become an additional income stream that you can put into your pension pot. One of my tenants moved out a little while ago. Again, I've only just thought about this to share. So again, um, if this is going to speak to somebody, hear it. I get these messages. I'm going to be putting them out there. She's 58. Um, she's moved into a, um, a sort of a self-contained unit. Warden controlled because her health is not good. She's 58. Her health is not good. But part of the saddest thing for this for me is that she moved into this unit and until I paid her her deposit back, she couldn't afford to buy a bed because it's not furnished. Now, I'm 60. I was shocked at one point. I felt quite sad and then maybe there's an ego thing in that for another point. I felt quite sorry for her. Again, there may be an, <clears throat> an ego thing in that. But I was actually quite shocked, I think, is the, is the first thing. And then I thought most people in the UK don't have, I think it's something like more than six weeks salary saved to enable them. So if you lost your job, how much money have you got saved? Now I'm not a saver, but I've got investments now. I started this when I was 51. I've got investments now that will provide for me right throughout my pension. Now I'm not the biggest landlord. I am not the biggest property owner, but I've got enough. I have my own and that's not many, but it's enough. And I run a different strategy that gives me cash flow. So I don't need to have a job. Now, property is my job, maybe. But it's the one I chose because it's the one I'm good at. It's the one I really enjoyed. Now, at 60, with the time back, so my void, I'm going to fill with additional income streams. I am going to fill with income streams so that I can give back to society more so that I can help people that are less fortunate. I say help, support them, 
provide education for them so they can go out and do the thing that will enable them to be the best version of themselves they can be, whether that be in the UK or whether that be around the world. We're a first world country. Some of us operate with a third world mentality. So come on, people. We can all do, if I can do this, and I know you hear this time after time after time after time from supposed gurus, but honestly, most of those gurus, now I've spoken to them, but now I've met them, the ones that are honest, the ones that are true, started off like you and I in a job. They worked in a job for a long time. We can all do this. I've done it. And I'm telling you, if I can do it, the little girl that used to hide behind her mum's skirts when she was going to nursery, when she had to go and meet other people, if I can do it, you can do it. We can change our beliefs. We can build our confidence. We can take control of our own lives. So please, if you want to do that, that is. If you want to have a job, that's fine. But then don't moan about it. So what else do I want to share? Yeah, ego. Ego. Is your ego getting in your way? I think mine was. I think I was so wedded to doing what I wanted to do because I saw the need. And of course, what I want to do, I've been doing for a really long time. You know, I work with leaders and managers in business. I help them design their business. So I help them design their ways of behaving within an operation that gets the best result for them, for their business, for their individuals. They create great working environments. I'm going to be doing more of that as well, because I truly believe, you know, us as leaders, us as managers, we destroy lives if we don't do it right and we create wonderful lives for people when we do it well. Not everybody wants to be their own boss. So for those that don't want to be their own boss, that want to have a job, you know, and we need everybody in this world. I mean, I need people to work for me to do the things that I want. How we treat them is so important. I've learned a lot over the last, uh, since 2011 in this entrepreneurial journey that I've been on. I've added all of that into what I knew from the corporate background of management and leadership, the theories that link to it. Was my ego getting in my way? Yes. Am I working with my ego to get it out of my way? Yes. If anybody wants to know about that, please ask me, please message me. Anyway, I'm going to end now because this will, be, will have been another long live, a long episode. Um, the first long one will be up on the podcast as well as it's further down the feed if you want to see it. Um, it's going onto my YouTube channel as well. It's all under Conscious Leadership. Conscious Leadership or Clavum. Um, Conscious Leadership is the hashtag. Conscious Leadership is the podcast. Conscious Leadership is the YouTube. I'm wondering why my website is Clavum, but Clavum means the key. And there's the key to a lot of things. Um, my book, The Life-Changing Magic of Setting Goals, will talk to you a lot about this. If anybody wants a free download of this, please message me. Um, or I say free, people don't value free. So there'll be a small cost, but it'll be a small cost. It'll be less than it is on Amazon. <laughs> so buy it on Amazon if you want. Leave me a review on Amazon if you want. But if not, message me and have it for a small cost. That's it. I'm done. Go out there, take action, do something that leads you towards something you want in your life. Hurt people hurt. Please remember that. First time I've heard it today, hurt people hurt. If you're hurting you, repair the hurt. If you're hurting other people, think about kindness. Um, it's really spoken to me this morning and that's the reason for this recording. So go out there, take action, take one step further towards something you really want to get to. Talk to you all later. Bye for now. 
Thanks for listening to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. You can contact Julie on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and hear me out. Please subscribe to her YouTube channel for how-to videos and more content. And please message Julie to have your questions answered. Until next time, remember, knowledge plus action with a plan creates magical results. See it, say it, write it, believe it, and achieve it.